Hello and welcome to another episode of the Prop Swap Podcast. We are your hosts, Ian Epstein and Luke Pergandy. And we are also the founders of PropSwap, the first marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We've got another great episode for you. Uh, We will get into a recap of the NFL Week 1 action. Uh, We will talk a little uh, baseball Cy Young Awards. That's coming down to the wire. Uh, But first... I thought we would start with a little college football uh, and a story that we have not discussed uh, so far in this podcast, but um, has really taken the whole entire sports world by storm, uh, and that is the Colorado Buffaloes. Uh, it is prime time right now uh, in Boulder and uh, a little bit in Denver as well, where, where I am, but uh, it is by far the biggest story in sports right now. Um, just to give you a little recap of the numbers in terms of, um, I mean, it, it, it cannot be overstated how um how how bad the, the buffs were last year uh how the public was backing colorado but the the sharps uh and the sports books were you know thought it was kind of all smoke and mirrors a little bit so here's just a, little, a few numbers to talk about the progression of colorado within uh just two games being played um so uh colorado of course is 2-0 um the beat tcu week one as a 20-point underdog uh, and then last week the beat nebraska at home 36 14 uh and we can get into that game in a second but Colorado before the season was 400 to one to win the championship. They are now 120 to one at FanDuel. I've seen actually lower odds at, at other books. Um, they were 150 to one to win the Pac-12. They are now 25 to one to win the conference. Uh, Dion's son, who's the quarterback, Shadur Sanders, he was 200 to one to win the Heisman. Now 30 to one. And Travis Hunter, the uh, the two way stud who plays receiver and corner, uh, he was three hundred to one to win the Heisman before the season, and now down to to seventy to one. Uh, and just to go to show you uh, how much action has come in uh, at Bed MGM, uh, Shadur Sanders has the highest handle percentage. Seventeen percent of the Heisman bets have been placed on Shadur Sanders, and second highest ticket count. 18% of, of the bets have been placed on Sanders. Um, and basically, it's, it's similar numbers for, for Travis Hunter, uh, who's second in, in handle percentage and first in ticket count. So um, the money has come in before the season, after game one, and now after game two. And um, it's just been a, it's been a wild story. So uh, what are your thoughts so far on, on the buffs? Yeah, I, I just to add to... Uh, DraftKings. So DraftKings must have more action on Colorado and Shadur than FanDuel does. Colorado eighty to one to win the national championship. DraftKings and then Shadur even lower than FanDuel twenty to one to win the Heisman. So I mean, it's they are they are getting. I mean, can you imagine Shadur's Heisman odds get down to single digits next week, and you know the national championship odds get down to like forty to one? I mean, you got. You have Alabama thirty-three to one to win the national championship. Can you imagine if Colorado surpasses Alabama? I mean, that would be three weeks into the season. Who would have? You know, you probably can't parlay that, but imagine the odds on on that. Bama to be lower than Colorado at, at after week three. Yeah, um, and so you know the, the the difference of the odds. Yeah, I'm sure maybe that's that's partly based on risk, but also I think. Um, and I was talking with some people about this in regards to the the spread against Nebraska, where um, I think some of these sports books are still kind of clinging on to whatever their preseason power rating was in terms of Colorado and, and some of these players. Um, you know, the 
when the Colorado-Nebraska spread opened a week ahead of time, this was after Colorado had already upset TCU and Nebraska had lost uh, their first game, um, the sports books opened Nebraska as a small favorite at Colorado. Uh, and I saw that, and, and I probably should have pounced on it, but I, I, I ended up not betting it. Uh, I, I did bet the game, but only at halftime uh, of the Nebraska game. But anyone with eyeballs should have, and, and seeing you know the, the response online, should have known to make Colorado the favorite there, right? Like, there's no way that the money, that people were not going to bet Colorado, no matter what the number was. And so um, I think, and this is, this is, uh, frequent with a lot of sports and in, in, in a lot of instances, but um, there's you can find value early in the season because the sports books are slow to adjust to what you know to, to adjust off of what their preseason power rankings were, uh, and you know to and and if you you can adjust faster than they are, then um, then you can find some value there. So um, you know perhaps you know FanDuel is just kind of clinging on to to the fact that this, this team is such a long shot uh, before the season. Yeah. No, that's a great point. Um, we'll, uh, we'll save this story for another podcast. Hopefully Colorado keeps winning, but uh, I was, I was on a golf trip this past weekend for uh, a bachelor party that my grooms have been in in a month or so. And this one of the kids there has a thousand dollar wager on Shadur Sanders at 40 to one odds to win the Heisman. So, um, you can bet that that will be showing up on our website in a few weeks if he continues his ascent. Yeah, um, yeah, we, we've already seen some some crazy uh, Heisman tickets get listed for sale, uh, as well as Colorado. Um, you know, nothing. Um, they're still a little overpriced, so we'll we'll hold off on that. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll get into the story of that of that thousand dollar bet on on Sanders uh, in in another episode. Um, but. Before we move on from college, I also thought we should talk about the the Texas Alabama game. Um, you know, I had I had given out Staker, uh, get on Texas and Staker swap two weeks ago, um, and talked about how Texas almost beat Alabama last year. Um, you know, the they were only a seven point underdog in Alabama this year, uh, and I thought they had a, a legit shot. And uh, that was a great game Saturday night. Um, just talking about some of those numbers as well, uh, Texas was 25 to one uh before the season that's the number i gave out on stake or swap they are now down down to 10 to one to win the national championship Make, uh, Texas making money already. You- sorry to interrupt you making money already right i mean like yeah. you can already make two and a half extra money and care less how the rest of the season goes so that that's exactly why we give out these picks but sorry go ahead right and uh, yeah just on that point it's like if you are if you do hold hold that Texas bet and you know I get you're you're super pumped up that they just beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa and um, you should feel confident but now we start now we're in the ten now we start getting in the ten to one range in single digits I there's not gonna be uh, a huge additional uh, margin to go right like you there's a higher risk of an upset down the road than there is somehow Texas finding themselves to be at you know three to one you know at the you know uh, at, the, at the end of the season so now that they're down to ten to one and maybe you start inching into the the single digits I would agree now you know now is the time to sell this is not my this is not gonna be my my stake or swap pick to say swap Texas just yet but um you know I, I would I would just add that to my card as you say um because yeah, you two and a half X on your money, like time, time to get out and, and move to the next one. Um, three weeks in, take your money, invest in the rest of the board. There's take some, grab some Heisman tickets. There's so much more cool stuff to bet on. And you still have 
nine, you know, seventy five percent of the season left to go, eighty percent of the season left. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, free up some capital and and make some other bets. Um, Quinn Ewers, uh, the Texas quarterback, he was twenty to one uh, after week one uh, to win the Heisman. Now he's down to ten to one, so that, that's a double up. Uh, and then, as you mentioned, Alabama. Uh, took a huge tumble uh, on the odds boards. They were six to one to win the championship uh, preseason and, and before this game. And now they are 33 to one, um, basically almost pretty much writing off Alabama from having any chance of, of, you know, doing well in the sec and, and making the, the playoff. I, I don't see it. Uh, I don't see the future for Alabama with, at least with this quarterback, this kid, Jalen Milrow, um, is their current quarterback. He looked horrendous, absolutely horrendous, terrible decision-making. He is fast. I will definitely give him that. He is fast, but in Alabama's offense, certainly for the last 15 years, you got to have a quarterback that can at least make smart decisions and make some accurate passes. He can do neither. To me, Like I think there's a very heavy debate, debate to go to Tyler Buckner, who's the, the Notre Dame quarterback who got injured in like the first game of the year last year, got replaced by Drew Pine. Um, but Tyler Buckner, I, the sooner they go to him, the better, because I, I can't imagine that Saban and, and Tommy Reese, the, the former uh, OC for Notre Dame, now the OC at Bama, there was it's a funny meme going around of him just having his head in his palm, just shaking his head, similar to last season um, at Notre Dame when he had to deal with that quarterback situation. So, yeah, Jalen Milrow, the Alabama quarterback, is not the answer. I think the sooner they move on from him, the, the better they'll be. Yeah, I, I was I was going to mention, um, you know, I'm, I'm old enough to remember a couple years ago where uh, Alabama benched their starting quarterback uh, in the in the national championship game, a guy named Jalen Hurts uh, and uh, and uh, put in the, the backup, a guy named Tua Tagovailoa, uh, and he who ended up coming to went to uh, to win the championship. So, um, you know, I'm not going to just completely write Alabama off because, again, I'm I don't know college football well enough to like know how skilled that the backup is necessarily, but uh, it would never shock me if, if Alabama just brought in their, yeah, brought in the backup. It's like, Oh yeah, he's a five-star. Like he could be a stud. So, um, you know, again, until they lose that second game uh, and even, you know, even with a, two, you know, I, I could see a two loss sec team still making the playoffs. So I'm not ready to write Alabama off just yet. Um, but, uh, but look between Colorado's uh, ascendance, Texas going from 25, uh, down to 10 to one Alabama, you know, still, I think, you know, I'm not gonna write off their 33 to one, just a ton of odds movement, uh, already in, in a two weeks into the college football season. So, um, you know, everyone loves to kind of say, you know, oh, college football, you know, it's always the same teams or whatever, but as we've talked about before, you know, TCU last year, Cincinnati the year before that, you know, uh, I would not be shocked again, if we see some, some long shot, uh, this year, make it to the, to the playoff and, and the Heisman is going to be also, uh, super interesting as well. Um, but that Colorado USC game in a couple of weeks is going to be huge. Um, so, uh, just super excited to have college football, uh, have, have some parody in, in college football. Um, moving on, um, let's talk a little, let's talk a little baseball action. Um, so, uh, the NL Cy Young, um, has been probably the best race of all the player awards. Um, a lot of the other ones are kind of already sealed up, but the NL Cy Young is, is definitely up for grabs. Um, back in late June, um, a prop swap customer placed a $500 bet on Blake Snell to win the Cy Young at 50 to one odds. 
since that date the bet was placed, Snell is 10 and 3 with an ERA of 1.67 and 116 strikeouts in 15 starts since since that bet was placed. Uh, last week, that customer sold the ticket on PropSwap for $15,500. So that is a 30x return uh, for the seller. Uh, meanwhile, the buyer received odds of minus 155. That was compared to odds of minus 195 at Sportsbook. So um, that is what we call a win-win. That's exactly how you draw it up. 30x return uh, for the seller and uh, significantly better odds for the buyer. Um, and, you know, just one other caveat I'll say is like, it is a regular season award, which means that, you know, it will, it ends at the end of September. But for some weird reason, baseball does not announce these winners until after the World Series. It's like, it is so baseball to be like, to not capitalize on, you know, the, like, everyone in the month of October is, is focused on baseball, but then they wait until November to, to release these awards on like MLB Network. And it's like, everyone has moved on and forgotten about this. But so uh, again, back to kind of freeing up capital, um, you know, the, the seller turned 500 into, into 15,500 and doesn't have to wait, uh, what, two more months basically to, to find out if you, if it would have won. Yeah. Rob Manfred's a clown. Um, that's also a, a topic for another podcast, but just some of the decisions he's made. However, we did talk about the rule changes and before the season started, we were bo both very much in favor of a lot of different rule changes this year and it has worked. So I will give him credit where credit is due. That was absolutely the proper decision to make a bunch of those rule changes, pitch clock, bigger bases, et cetera. Um, but yeah, back to the Cy Young. Like, what? How about Spencer Strider? Spencer Strider is now a hundred to one. Like, what a what a drop in in odds for a, a guy that you know, of course, is playing for the best team in baseball and um, just bad, bad August. You know, really is what kind of did him in. And I think he pitched in September once or twice and had a bad outing. But uh, and then Justin Steele went the exact other way. Justin Steele was was a hundred to one earlier this season, the Cubs starter, and he is. He's making a push here. He's down to plus 220. I've even seen him at 2-1 to one over the past couple of weeks. So we will see this. Uh, this is coming down to the wire between the Padres and the Cubs, the horses. Yeah. Um, so a couple of things. One, um, I haven't said it recently in this podcast, but I know I've said it before. Um, when it comes to player awards and, and, specific, and especially baseball, but really any player awards, like not all months are created equal. Okay. Yes. It, it is it is uh, unfairly weighted towards what you do in the last month of the season then versus June or July. Uh, obviously, these are humans voting on these awards, so like that those biases play in. Um, but yeah, Strider uh, last week got rocked by the Cardinals, uh, and I believe I sent this to you. It was the biggest like money line favorite to lose. Like so, uh, the Braves that day that was the biggest favorite to lose all MLB season, and it was Strider getting rocked, and so. Um, yeah, Strider was like five and a half to one before that game. And then before he even made his next start, he was down to a hundred to one. So, uh, one, one bad start can just completely yeah, take you uh, out of the race. Now, again, he was, he was the third, you know, he was third out of, uh, out of those three, you know, Snell, Steele and Strider. Uh, so it's not like he went from favor to hundred to one, but still five and a half to one to a hundred to one after one start just goes to show you that like these, these starts down the stretch can be make or break. And so. Uh, I totally get how the sellers like look like Snell's pitched lights out the last couple of months, but if he has one bad start and everyone's looking at him, 
this thing could this thing could uh, drop drastically in value. And then you mentioned Justin Steele. I mean, I actually have it written down that he was two hundred to one before mm-hmm. the season, and then his odds bounced around basically between between ten to one and thirty to one from May until late August. On August 29th, Justin Steele was 27 to one. And then since then, he has an ERA of 0.43 and 26 strikeouts in three starts uh, since August 29th. And like you said, he is now currently the second favorite at plus 180. So, um, you know, he's, he, he, I mean, like, you know, talk about a, you know, what, a what, crazy else, what else do you have to do? You know, yeah. like, <laughs> It's to to your point, like these starts are unfairly weighted and that's, that's as good as it gets in the starts that are counting the most. So, yeah. Um, and you know, yeah. And it also, it, it definitely helps to be playing, you know, impactful, important baseball. Obviously, I mean, the Padres, um, you know, could be out of it, but, uh, the Cubs are definitely playing. The Cubs are already playing playoff baseball, uh, right now to, to try and get that, uh, that wild card spot. So, um, definitely going to be, uh, an interesting thing to, uh, to follow. Um, and, but yeah, again, you can't drop any better than that, turning $500 into over 15000 and then uh, as that buyer getting minus 155 which was the best price in the world uh, compared to minus $195. Uh, it's, it's exactly what we're here for. Uh, and then um, thought we would, uh, before we get into stake or swap, uh, talk a little NFL. Um, week one uh, in the books. Um you know, just quickly, what were some of your some of your thoughts on uh, on the uh, the first week of NFL action? Um, I'll start with sad news. Uh, I am, of course, a Bears fan. We suck again. From uh, quote, from, using a quote from the Water Boy. Yeah, it's one thing to lose a, a big game early, just to lose to your division rival, of course, the Packers, and having to deal with Aaron Rodgers for sixteen years up there. And now Jordan Love comes in and like his second start. Uh, just had an excellent game. I thought he looked really, really sharp, and I was I was down on him. That game answered two questions: one, will the Packers be improved or be sufficient without number twelve leaving? Seems like the answer is yes. Do the Bears have a revamped offense where Justin Fields can throw downfield? That answer is no. So really frustrating to be a Bears fan. It's it's not looking good at all. Um, now the silver lining is the Vikings looked horrendous as well. Um. They looked you lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are the um, second lowest odds that had the least regular season wins going into the season. That's brutal. Um, so if there's any silver lining, a, a team that they'll have to compete for the division looked terrible. Of course, the Lions looked sharp enough on Thursday night beating Kansas City. Of course, no Chelsea, no Chris, uh, Kelsey, no Chris Jones. But, you know, wins a win in the NFL, like Collinsworth said. Um and yeah, I mean, we, we've been selling tons of Packers tickets. Packers odds went from 66 to one to 40 to one in one game. I mean, huge, huge shift to beat a, you know, quote unquote, lowly bears team. Yeah. Um, I gave out Packers last week on, on stake or swap. Uh, again, I'm not sure what, what you could swap a bears ticket for, but I, I, I swapped the bears. I, I was never, I never bought into this hype. I know a lot of people thought that like, you know, they would be this really improved team, you know, um, the improve the roster DJ Moore, And, um, I, I just wasn't buying it for one second. Uh, and I thought just the Packers overall just had a better roster. Uh, and so you know, I texted you on Sunday, I bet the Packers, you know, I, I bet with my, 
with my head, not my heart. Um, I bet the Packers to, to beat the Bears. Uh, that was a blowout. Um, like I said, and last week I wanted to give out, you know, Packers most most regular season most regular season wins at eighty to one. Um, you know, they were twenty. I want to say they were like twenty seven to one to uh, to be the number one seed in the NFC. Again, that's still a long shot to go, but uh, I was very bullish on the Packers this year, kind of exceeding expectations. Um, but one of my takeaways, though, was was the 49ers because that that game, from everything I read, was was a, what they call a pros versus Joes game, where um, all of the sharp betters, professional betters, were taking Pittsburgh, um, you know, saying that you know Pittsburgh, I don't know, they were live, you know, against this game, you know, and the Brock Purdy just looked so comfortable back there, yeah. and he just absolutely just dismantled uh, the Steelers. Um, you know, I get the Steelers don't have as much of a home field advantage like this early in the season, but still like that's a, that's a lot to, that's a very impressive win for them to just go in there. And um, just the top of the NFC just looks really good. I mean, the 49ers, the Cowboys, I mean, absolutely just demolished the the giants. Um, that defense is incredible. Um, you know, Dak Prescott didn't have to really do anything, just, you know, not turn the ball over. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, and then like you said, the lions, um, they could be, you know, they could be good too. I mean, that's, that's still an impressive win to go into KC, uh, uh, against that crowd and, um, and pull out that win, um, you know, coming back from, from down a touchdown at halftime. So, um, yeah, I mean, those were kind of my thoughts, uh, Eagles, you know, ugly win, but, a, but a win's a win. I mean, I think the Patriots are, are good defense. And so I would not, I wouldn't take that you know, uh, to be like, Oh, like the should, you know, the, the fact that they let the Patriots back in, like I think the Patriots are, could be a good team, definitely a great defense. And so, um, I think it's always a good sign when a team can, can win ugly, you know? Yep. Yeah. Eagles look good enough. Jalen Hurts had a costly fumble at the end of the game. That was, he needs to hold on to the ball better. Um, yeah, I mean, Tony Romo said it like, to me, that's going to be a, an injury thing. Like if the Eagles can stay healthy, They'll be right in the mix. If they can't stay healthy, they're going to have some trouble. So a little bit older offensive line. Um, so that's that's kind of the Eagles story. But yeah, I mean, look, the Pats, the Pats hung around. So good for them for for making it a football game. Yeah. So I don't. I guess you know, couple. Yeah, my main thing from takeaways are I will keep it back in the Packers this year. Um, you know, I would not put too much stock into the Patriots loss. And then just the last one. Don't get misled by that Falcons Panthers score twenty four ten. The Falcons I thought were were not good, um, and that I think that score is a little misleading. And so um, Desmond Ritter I do not think is that guy, uh, and so that only just gives me more confidence in my kind of my my whole backing of the Saints uh, in the NFC South. Um, and so uh, I would not get too fooled by by that score, uh, and then. Well, also, small counterpoint uh, on that. The odds did move on the Falcons down to forty to one. Falcons are at FanDuel. They were they were eighty to one before last week. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I think that score is misleading. Uh, and then you know also don't get fooled by that commander. Commanders win the game. That game was close the entire time. You know everyone was saying that you know Cardinals are one of the historically bad teams, and the fact that they were able to hang in with the Commanders, and um, obviously the Cardinals covered that spread. Um, so, uh, it was a, it was a seven point spread, but, um, I, I do not, do not read into, Oh, commanders are one and Oh, uh, and, uh, you know, they're somehow going to be different. Um, I, I, I do not like that team either this year. Agreed. Um, so 
Yeah, uh, still great one, a great week one. NFL kind of never ceases to disappoint. Um, super excited about the the YouTube TV deal. Uh, I think we, I think I've put my complaining in last year about about Directv and yeah. um, how bad that was, and so I'm stoked to be able to have the uh, the quad box. Um, and there's no one of the things on if you had like traditional Directv and you had the quad box, um, the, the quad box channel it had like ads going up and down like the left side and like, it like wouldn't, it didn't make the game as big as it could be. And so, um, uh, and no, te- no technical issues. I had, I had huge amount of technical issues streaming, uh, Sunday ticket last year through, through direct TV. So, um, I feel like I'll be watching more football than ever being able to, um, you know, have a reliable way of watching four games at one time and uh, really anywhere, you know, taking it anywhere I go. So uh, I'm, I'm super excited about, about that development as well. It's great. Leave it at Google to uh, make a good technology product. Shocking. Yeah, totally. Just, just leave it, you know, give Amazon Thursday night football, give YouTube Sunday ticket, you know, let Apple get into the, you know, somehow. And, and yeah, I mean, the rich get richer, but uh, I'll, I would much rather count on the new tech companies than the, than the legacy tech companies to uh, to figure this out. Yeah, and it's not like they're going to low bid the NFL. Plenty of capital to submit a high bid for the rights of that. So NFL will make out just fine. Yeah, and I I, I thought to myself the other day, I'm like, how much money is Google spending on advertising? Because I have seen so many advertisements and so many promotions for for Sunday tickets. So mm-hmm. they are not sparing expense for uh for uh this first foray into it. Um, but then, uh, all right. So before we get into sticker swap, uh, it is that time of the show. Um, trivia time, uh, working title, Luke learns, uh, I'm still, still working it out. Um, because you know, this is, I knew this would be difficult. Um, and so, you know, if, if nothing else, Luke will learn something, uh, trivia related. So, uh, it's if the audience learns too, I'm happy. Yeah, no, and um, I'm. I, I hope that this is uh, this is fun for people playing along too. Um, so, uh, all right, here we go. Um, Rams rookie Puka Nachu, Nakua. I know I'm probably mm-hmm. gonna mess it up, but Rams mm-hmm. rookie Puka Nakua had 10 receptions for 119 receiving yards on Sunday. He became the fourth player in NFL history to have 10 plus receptions and 100-plus receiving yards in his first career game. Now, I'm not going to ask you who the, who the other three are. Um, that would be too difficult, but it got me thinking, who holds the record for most receiving yards in a game by a rookie? Who holds the record for yeah, most, rec- I, most... I guess it would be Randy Moss. That is incorrect. I'll give you a hint. This was uh, within the last couple of years. This was mm. during the... O one O two season. Calvin Johnson. No, sorry, sorry. Uh, the the two thousand twenty one ah. two thousand twenty two. Sorry, uh, the twenty one twenty two season. Sorry, I messed that up. Jamar Chase. That is correct. That is correct. Um, Jamar Chase, uh, January second, two thousand twenty two, against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, it was like over 250 receiving yards. Um, number two is a guy I'd never heard of from like the forties. And then number three is, uh, is Jerry Rice. Um, so, uh, pretty good, pretty good company, but yes, Jamar chase holds the record for most receiving yards in a game by a rookie. So yeah. great job. Uh, Rams, Rams look great to do it without Cooper cup too. really good start. 
yeah uh yeah the the rams pulling that out but um but Bengals, uh Bengals did good uh joe burrow and, and chase did not look great uh, t- uh week one um so uh now it is time to get into stake or swap first up uh speak, sticking on jamar chase and joe burrow uh we're going to talk a little mvp odds um joe burrow now down to 10 to 1 to win mvp he was 7 to 1 uh earlier before week one uh i will go first i am staking joe burrow 10 to 1 to win mvp um this is this is easy he did not play in the, in the preseason and they looked awful week one against the Browns. The Browns have a good defense. I mean, Miles Garrett was wreaking havoc, but uh, this just goes to show, like, if you don't play in the preseason, um, you know, your week one looked like a preseason game, and they were 0-2 last year to start the season, and I just have the utmost confidence that they will figure this out and uh, that you will, this will, this will get, these odds will get lower and you'll be able to make some money on this. I'm not saying he's going to win MVP, but I think 10-1 to on someone who was, six to one seven to one uh a week ago uh is good value and uh do not read too much into their week one loss so um i am staking burrow 10 to one to win mvp completely agree i'll stake joe burrow to win mvp as well um i was asked this weekend i went like i mentioned it was on a culture which is a ton of sports betting sports betters and they asked me what my super bowl pick was and i think it's bengals eagles and you know uh, also had a, a buddy at the Browns game and I was just texting him like, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. He's like, take the under. This weather is awful. He told me to take the under like five minutes into the first quarter. And like, it was terrible weather. It, it didn't really come across on the broadcast, but he's like, it's bad. Like go low on the total. So really bad weather in Cleveland. He's got a problem with Cleveland. Joe Burrow does. I think he's like one in five now against the Browns. Like he just can't figure that team out. So yeah, not not freaking out about the Bengals, like you said. No preseason, horrible weather, good good pass rush. Uh, Browns defense is fine, but yeah, the the Browns. Miles Garrett is obviously an absolute monster. He's the leader for to be to um, lowest odds to be the sack leader. So yeah, not freaking out. Totally agree. Stick Burrow. All right, we agree there. Let's see if we agree on the next one. Uh, sticking on MVP uh, Tua Tagovailoa had a fantastic game. I think. 430 some odd passing yards against the chargers he is now seven to one uh to win mvp he was 20 to one uh a week ago um but now he is one of the top three or four favorites seven to one to win mvp uh luke we'll start with you first are you staking or swapping to uh to win mvp swapping to a to an mvp I have so much injury concern with this man. I do not wish injury concern upon anyone, but like he is one tackle away. I feel like he's like uh Reggie Ray from um from uh uh Varsity Blues. Like he is one play away from having another concussion that ends his career. So I just <laughs> for him to be the favorite after one football game with 16 more to go, like I don't see it. He's good. I like the Dolphins offense. Love McDaniel, but love McDaniels, but um yeah don't don't see it i would i would swap to it uh i agree um i would i would swap to as well uh and again it's just it's about injury risk and kind of to the same point i was talking about texas earlier where 
they were 25 to one. Now they're 10 to one. Like there's not that much incremental, uh, 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 upside you can have so far, right? Like, you know, you are basically going to be sweating, you know, 15, 16 more, uh, more games where you just pray that he stays healthy. Or if he does get hurt, it's like for one game, you know, hurts, you know, hurts missed like two games there at the end, um, you know, due to injury slash, they didn't really need the games and that cost him, you know, mm-hmm. the, the MVP there. Right. So it's like, um, you know, it, they're just too much. There's just too much risk for him, you know, missing games due to concussion or, or any other injury like a quarterback could have. Um, obviously, you know, we'll know more about Aaron Rodgers uh, and his, the extent of his injury uh, in the coming days. But um, if you got 20 to one and and now you can make, you know, almost triple your money, I say, just take that money, you know, just take that money right now and um, reinvest in some other stuff because yeah, you're just going to be sweating every game that he doesn't, you know, get hurt. So um, I agree. I think we're, we're in agreement on both. Uh, stake Joe Burrow right now and, and swap to a it's rare. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, so uh, that will do it for this week's episode of the prop swap podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating, and we will talk to you next week.